The book of Jude, verses 20 and 21. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Just wanting to talk in a way about quite simple things today. Uh, it's a basic reminder of how to keep going in the Christian life. Um, that's one of the things we're doing as we come together this morning, uh, to build each other up, to help us, as we'll see Jude talks about, to contend for our faith, to persevere in it. We probably need that more than normal with uh, people distracted by the news or discouraged or worried by seeing friends and family sick and absent. Um, it's been a difficult week for many of us, I know. Now, this little letter was written to a church under threat. Uh, Jude tells us that in verse 3. Uh, he says, Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share. In other words, I wanted to write you something encouraging. I wanted to remind you of great and wonderful truths. But, unfortunately, he says, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. In other words, there are things that we need to stand strong for. I need to write warning you, helping you to stay firm instead of writing the encouragements I'd hoped to write. Because, verse 4, there were people who were coming into the church and sapping its life. They were denying key truths of Christianity. They were calling themselves Christians, but not living with Christ as their Lord or their King. And they were teaching people to subtly abandon Christianity. You know, keeping the name of Christians, but taking away all the power of it. The church is a little like a tree in that respect. Um, you don't want a tree that looks good on the outside, but isn't giving any fruit or leaves because it's rotten away in the middle. You know, people often worry about the state of the church nowadays, you know, pressures from secularism or difficult times and so on. But the ways we can be distracted from the things that really matter in life by busy lives, by possessions, by work, by busyness. Now if we, we pause a moment to think, if you were planting a young tree in your garden and you want it to be strong, you want it to stand when a big storm comes. We've had plenty of storms this winter, so it probably isn't hard to imagine. You can put up a pole and tie it onto the pole to, to help that tree stand strong. And you know, it, it helps a bit, that help from the outside. But ultimately what it needs to stand strong over the years and storms to come is to be healthy inside. It needs good, healthy, strong core. It needs its sap running firmly through it. So that whatever storm comes, whatever faces us in life, we can stand firm. So we must, as Jude says, contend for the faith once for all entrusted to God's holy people. And in the rest of the letter which we won't uh, read the whole of. Um, Jude warns the people about these 
teachers who are coming and teaching things that are dangerous and helpful. It, it says they're, they're worldly, they're unspiritual. They're, they're the people who cause divisions among you, who just follow their natural instincts wherever they lead. Right at the end of the letter, in the verses we're looking at, Jude tells the church that how they are to contend for the faith, how they're to stand together as a church and stay strong in their own lives. He says, by building yourselves up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Now, now some translations divide that up a bit. They make it look like four commands, although the meaning is still the same. It's just a little clearer in this translation, uh, the more recent NIV. Um, one command, keep yourselves in God's love. If you're a Christian, you've tasted at least a little what it is to know the love of God for you, the care God has for you, the mercy he has poured out on you. That warm grasp in which he keeps you and by which he strengthens you for everything that you face in life. And strengthens you not just to stand firm, but through that love strengthens you to love others to live well and boldly and wisely. And so, to stand firm, what do we need to do? We need to keep ourselves in that love. To keep ourselves conscious of it, to keep ourselves aware of it, to keep ourselves motivated by his love. Jesus commanded the same thing, you'll remember. He said uh, in, in John 15, remain in my love, just as I have obeyed the Father's commands and remain in his love. We're to keep ourselves, individually and as a group, as a church, in the love of God. By, it says, building each other up, building yourselves up in the most holy faith, first of all, and then by praying in the Holy Spirit. The task's a simple one, really. Um, build each other up and pray. And by doing those things, we keep ourselves in the love of God. And it's a task Jude is giving here to the whole church, to every Christian, not just to ministers or preachers or missionaries. And all of us have our place to play in that task. So firstly, building each other up. We're to keep ourselves in God's love by building each other up. That, that image is used again and again in the Bible for the way that we encourage each other, the way that we teach each other. Uh, we're wanting to learn day by day and week by week more of what God has done for us to understand and grasp our faith more and more. Because the more we do, the more we will perceive and understand that love that God has for us. One of the first dangers in Christian faith, well, signs of danger, is that we think we can do without others, do without encouragement, and do without even the occasional rebuke from fellow brothers, Christians. A brick can't be built into a building unless it's on the building side ready to be cemented together nice and close with some other bricks. And so we're to build ourselves, yourselves, plural, all of us together, up in this most holy faith. And it is a holy faith. It's a faith that uh, the New Testament makes very clear leads to a holy, a good life. That's how we know our faith is real. We don't get to heaven by being good, but the faith we have leads to a life that is good. So we're building each other up 
in this faith that leads to a good and holy life. Changed lives are what keep us and the church strong. The other thing we do here, it says, is praying in the Holy Spirit. We pray. Now, what kind of prayer is it that keeps us in the love of God? And what kind of prayer is it that helps us contend for the Christian faith? Well, we know it's not, you know, a false hypocritical prayer or the kind of prayer that's focused only on the benefits that we want in this life. You know, Jesus teaches about that in the Sermon on the Mount. Rather, Jude calls it prayer in the Holy Spirit. Now, most of us, if we try to pray occasionally, are fairly aware, even worried perhaps, about the inadequacy of the way we pray, how dry, how lacking in real feeling and love and passion our prayer can be, how lacking in faith at times. And, and maybe we feel that even more acutely as we look at a crisis like Ukraine in the news and we think, how should I be praying for this? I, I, I don't have the words. I'm inadequate to pray what needs to be prayed as well as for those around us. Well, I mean, one, one old Christian teacher wrote about these words, such is the coldness of our makeup that no one can pray rightly unless he is prompted by the Spirit of God. That's what it means to pray in the Holy Spirit. It means to have our hearts warmed a little by the power of God's Spirit. To realize that the reality is that all our enthusiasm, all our confidence in coming from God comes from Him. It's not something unusual or remarkably different from other Christians. It's not talking about a special, spiritual, higher plane, but it is saying that in every prayer we pray, we need God's help. Even as we pray, we need pray help to come to God from the Spirit of God. And if, uh, if you remember, if you're familiar with your Bibles, that wonderful section of Romans 8 where it says that even when we don't know what to pray, even when we don't have the words to pray, the Spirit of God himself prays for us with unutterable groanings, saying what we don't know how to put into words, asking what we don't even know to ask for. So we come, we, we pray in his power. And prayer, done like that, is supernaturally powerful because it is God at work in us praying. So we come, we pray, relying on him, not just for the answer to the prayer, but for help to, for the prayer itself. That's prayer in the Spirit, relying on God for help even for the prayer itself, however inadequate we feel. If we do these two things, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, building and praying, we keep ourselves in God's love. Back in verse 1, Jude reminded us that Christians are those who are loved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. If we've experienced God's love, let's not depart from it. Let's hold on to it together, seeking to build each other up and to pray. And when we do, we are kept by that love to wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, for he is coming back. The mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that brings you to eternal life. His undeserved kindness will take us there, it says, his mercy. Again, this is what we're doing today. As we pray together, as, we, uh, as I speak, 
That's one little piece of the encouragement that we give to each other. Each of us has our place in that. You know, there are many forces arrayed against right faith. There's, there is wrong and evil in this good world. We know that if we turn on our TVs. But this faith that keeps people in the God, love of God was delivered once and for all long ago and has been handed down year after year and century after century. And in it, people have stood firm in love and hope. Let's stand together with them and looking forward to that wonderful day when Jesus will come back and give us life. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for that wonderful love. We want to be aware of it. We want to know it. We want to be kept by it. And we pray we will. Give us strength to see how to encourage one another in it. To remind each other of it. To spur each other on to lives that reflect that good message that you have given to us and that great love that you have for us. And help us look forward with gladness to the day that you will remake this world and make all things right again. Amen.